The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Last week, um, Gil talked about restraint, and in particular, um, the freedom that can be found when we practice restraint. Uh, He mentioned the precepts. Um, If you're inclined to kill a living being, well, you're better off practicing restraint, right? Restraint uh, from taking what isn't given. Refraining from sexual misconduct. Refraining from lying or harsh or harmful speech. And refraining from intoxicating the mind. So what what he emphasized um, about restraint was the freedom that it gives us. Freedom to, to be an active player in our own destiny by choosing uh, an ethical life of non-harming. And uh, what I'd like to emphasize today is the gladness that can be found in restraint, in refraining from, from doing harm. You know, we find uh, cobwebs and a spider indoors, and then we very carefully, you know, catch the spider and take her outside and let her go. And, and, and there's naturally uh, a feeling of gladness when we do this. Um, this summer we had uh, critters eating our tomatoes in the garden. And so we got to have a heart trap and set it and... I think it was mostly squirrels, but we didn't catch any squirrels. But we did catch a rat, and um, you know there was peanut butter and lettuce inside the trap. And so the next morning we come out, and there's the rat in the trap, and uh, obviously kind of scared to be cooped up. So we put a towel over the trap so that the darkness would help her relax a little bit, and then drove her far away to some uninhabited place and opened the trap. And the joy that I felt when she ran out and she, she ran up the road, as she got away from us as fast as she could, and then she took a sharp left into the vegetation uh, to start a new life. And I was, I was feeling joyful for the whole rest of the day, um, appreciating uh, her freedom. So the... Uh, the the gladness, the delight in in living ethically and in avoiding harm. Um, but living ethically also means uh, becoming more and more attuned to our own uh, tendency to be reactive. Uh, it's easy to get triggered, and and also. You know, triggering happens in very gross ways sometimes, but also in very subtle ways. And uh, 
the only hope we have of not uh, responding reactivi- with reactivity is to be able to be mindful. So the more we can cultivate our mindfulness throughout the day, ju- not just during the meditation, but is in as many moments as possible, that's what gives us the opportunity when an unskillful mind state arises to be able to make a choice about how we respond to it. You know, somebody says something hurtful to me and if I'm not paying attention, maybe my first response is, is going to be, oh, you know, to feel hurt and to withdraw or um, I probably wouldn't say something nasty back, but, you know, uh, to take it on maybe. But if I'm mindful when that happens, the person says something hurtful, and I think, ah, this, this, is, this, this does feel hurtful. And then I think, wow, that, that person must be struggling with something to have said something so unkind. And then I have a feeling of compassion for the person. And also, I see it through the lens of not-self. I, I say, oh, okay, that's what they're saying, but this is not me, this is not mine, this is not myself. I don't have to pick it up. I don't have to bite the hook. So every time we're faced with uh, some kind of a trigger from the outside or maybe a trigger from the inside, some kind of unwholesome mind state that arises, there's a fork in the road for us. And if we don't have mindfulness at that moment, chances are we're going to go down the fork of more reactivity and then perpetuating uh, the wheel of samsara and suffering. But if we do have, you know, a moment of awareness, then we can decide, okay, what's the skillful way to respond to this? And that's what puts us on the path to freedom. So, um, there's a lot of gladness that can be found uh, when we're on that path to freedom. I had a a weird thing that happened this weekend. Um, My husband and I were working outside in the garden and uh, at one point we were working in the backyard and and, and normally we we don't lock the front door uh, when this happens, uh, when we're outside and around. But unbeknownst to us, uh, this young drug addict uh, walked into our house and we came in and found her uh, wearing my clothes and my jewelry and his pants. She had even taken off the belt that was on his pants and went into his drawer and gotten another belt and put it on that she liked better. And, um, and she had, you know, moved things around and um, I have an overnight bag that I use when I'm coming down here from, from Grass Valley and she had put uh, some fancy shoes into my overnight bag and a fancy purse. I guess she thought I needed that. Or it was just really bizarre. Um, but if, you know, if I had been a person who was likely to become afraid, I might have you know, reacted unkindly to her. Uh, 
if there had been one of my gun-owning neighbors, she might have gotten shot. And I was, I was happy to see that my response was one uh, of being much more concerned for her well-being than the fact that she was playing dress-up with uh, <laughs> my clothes and was about to walk off with them. <laughs> um, anyway... So there was, there was also, you know, a tremendous amount of gladness that, that the natural response was one of compassion and that, that I, you know, I didn't feel obliged to uh, try to be defensive or... Anyway, um, so it's, the story has ended well. She's, uh, she's now in a, in a mental hospital and she, she apparently had... A, a drug-induced psychosis, and she had no idea what she was doing. But anyway, um, I, I had a I had a real feeling of um, of gladness of the natural response that arose in both my husband and myself to that intrusion. Um, Gil sometimes uh, tells the story of the. Um, prison project in San Quentin and um, there have been inmates who have come here and given talks and um, there was uh, one of the inmates uh, his main um, what he mainly learned from from this prison project was that hurt people hurt and I think that's true of a lot of um, people who come to this practice is uh, many of us have experienced a lot of hurt and um, and this practice is an opportunity to to stop propagating that hurt and then uh, another inmate from a from a rival group in the prison he said yes and healed people heal so it's, it's, it's really by healing ourselves. It's by healing our own hurt, our, um, you know, all that, that baggage that we may carry with us that opens the door for us to start to be a healing force in our families and in our communities and uh, in our society. Um, So um, we talked about this morning the, the, the gladness that's born of confidence. Um, and it's especially the confidence that we have in this path of practice. That we know that it's a path that's helping us to let go of greed, hate, and delusion. We know that it's a practice that little by little, you know, if we look back a couple of years ago, uh, we can see, yeah, you know, I'm not as reactive as I used to be. Maybe I'm a little bit kinder. And so we, with this, we, we, we see, oh, yeah, this, this, this path is valuable for me. And out of that arises a tremendous gladness because we know that this path of the Dharma is a refuge for us and it's a, it's a kind of security that we have. At least... Maybe if we're having a really difficult time, 
And gladness is not the first thing that's going to come up because there's a lot of negative emotions. At least we can be glad that we, ha- we know we have a path of practice to help us deal with it. So what I, what I wanted to communicate today is that in, in the, the conditions that the Buddha uh, laid out for um, the path to complete awakening, gladness is one of those conditions. The gladness that's born of the confidence in the path. And as such, it's transformative. It's one of those, it's one of those um, conditions that we cultivate that actually changes us and helps us along the path to freedom. It arises naturally out of faith or confidence, and it naturally gives rise to joy. So, um, what I'd like to close with is just um, sharing with you how, how important it is for us to notice um, the confidence that we might find in the path and the gladness that can arise from that. Because it is going to change us if we notice it. It would be a shame to just, you know, be real serious about our practice and, uh, you know, be a little hard on ourselves and got to do better and never good enough. And No. Even, you know, if you've been practicing for a long time, you may have a tremendous rock-solid confidence in the path. And that's easily, to, it's easy to feel glad about that. If you've not been practicing for a long time, you might have a little tiny seed of confidence. And that little seed can give you a little seed of gladness. So, um, yeah. Say yes to your gladness. Let it nourish you. Thank you very much.